Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to a roadside road trip edition of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And we have a whole gaggle of people here today. We have... Joe Zavala. CJ. Jay Arnold. Terry Osborne. And we are live here in Lockhart, Texas. What some might call the barbecue capital of the world. Some might say it's not anymore. Some might say it's restaking its claim. Whatever you want to call it, that's where we're at. And uh, it's the conclusion of a pretty fun road trip we did today, starting out at Giddings Meat Market in Giddings, Texas, then on to Snows. From Snows, we went to Calacne and Hallettsville. Um, after that, it was up to Gonzales City Market for a couple of us on the trip, and then over to Luling City Market, then to Kreitz, and finally at Smitty's. So pretty fun, old-school, classic road trip. Um, we had a lot of fun. Some of us have been to these stops before, some have not, so we'll... Yeah, first time for some folks. That's yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it's cool to see people have their first experience of some of these classic places. So we'll uh, we'll start at the beginning. Um, let's go with uh, Giddings Meat Market. Jay, what are some of your thoughts on Giddings? Yeah, uh, so my first thought is it was just so cool to go to this old-school building. Uh, you know, we wake up in the morning first thing, get barbecue. You're still shaking the crust out of my eyes. But a great pork steak and a, a great sausage as well uh, was a really great way to set the tone for an old school barbecue trip. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. We we kept the order light because we knew that snows was going to be a heavy order. It ended up being an even heavier order than I think we anticipated it yes. being. But uh, but yeah, just just a little snack to start the day, and that's a it was a great way to start the day at City Market. And and one of those you know the old school City Markets open early on Saturdays. I think they open at eight. Uh, yeah, seven or eight. Yeah, I mean, obviously, especially with these old school places, check their hours of operation. It's best to call a lot of these old school places because they might not be as social media savvy updating their Google hours, things like that. So if you really want to make sure you're starting early, check, you know, give, give these guys a call and make sure of hours. Like City Market and Luling, we found out last year during COVID, changed their hours uh, where they opened at 10 a.m. So we didn't know that until we got there at 930 and they were closed. Yeah, um, and there's a timing aspect as well where um, you know, the brisket may not be ready when they open. It, it may not have sat long enough to have rested to be in, in its best condition. So there, it's, it's kind of a game, and that's what's fun about the old school places. As long as they don't sell out, um, there, are, there are magical times that you can hit these places. Um, and it's usually a little bit after open, but you can also get in and do like we did and hit six stops in a day five <laughs> stops seven stops 12 stops whatever the number is right i mean it's, it's a lot of fun but yeah i mean that's to me that's some of the quirks and charm of some of the old school barbecue is you don't always know what you're going to get when you get in there you know you don't know if it's going to be rested long enough or you know or what the actual story is going to be i mean it can lead to some not great food sometimes but you can also have some really magical experiences when you get those ribs right at the right time when they're fresh off the pit things like that but uh, after leaving Giddings, we, of course, met, uh, met up at Snow's. Uh, so that's where the whole group kind of convened. And uh, we, we ate like fat pigs at Snow's. <laughs> we got a little bit of everything. Joe, you want to start off with the uh, Snow spread? Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. But besides the spread, it's like a party out there. I think there was at least four or 500 people there, free alcohol. Um, I want to stay there all day. <laughs> <laughs> and we could have. We didn't have that yes, many more stops yes. to go. Yeah, the brisket was really, really good. Uh, the pork steak. Oh, I was kind of sad because they were sold out of chicken. Um, yeah, we did get there too late for the chicken. The pork ribs were absolutely amazing, but man, you, you just got to go for the pork steak. That, that pork steak was really, really good. 
and the biggest pork steak we've ever seen in our lives. Like yeah. that thing was massive. It's like Bigfoot's shoe. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we we had a, literally everything that they had left at Snows. Like I said, no chicken, but we got both types of sausage, ribs, brisket, um, of course the pork steak. Jay and Terry, what what you guys got on Snows? Yeah, uh, I mean we already hit it that the pork steak is the thing you absolutely have to get at Snows. But that was some of the best brisket that I've personally had at Snows. Uh, got a little bit of the burn end as well, which was a nice, pleasant surprise. I think like you touched on, it was uh, a little bit more food than we expected, but can't really complain about that. Yeah, and it allowed us to do something kind of cool at our next stop. So uh, when, when we left Snows, and, and I, Brian, I mean, you can chime in on this too, I think I think we'd both say this is maybe the best food we've ever had at Snows. Or, I mean, it's really it was the up best there. brisket and ribs. Yeah. Um, you know, the, other, the other items were up there, um, maybe not the absolute best we've ever had, but, but the brisket and ribs, my opinion, that was the best we've had from Snows, yeah. which is great to see places that are that are still right. working a, a, a and tweaking. A place that's and, about yes. to hit its 20th year in business, and mm-hmm. they're producing food as good or better than they ever have. That's that's pretty awesome. Um, on to our next stop, which is, you know, if you guys listen to the show for the last five years for whatever crazy reason, you know how much we love Kalakni Barbecue in Howlettsville. Uh, Terry's been there with us numerous times, but... The other three gentlemen at the table, this was their first Kalakni experience. Jay, let's start with you. What was your first impressions of, you know, once we got to the building? <laughs> I mean, when we pulled up, it's just a very nondescript building, but it is a bright shade of pink. <laughs> uh, we, we walk in there, and, I mean, it's just such a cool setup. And then and then going back into where the pits are uh, to, to pick up the order, it's it's an experience you can't really get anywhere else. Uh, and it's so different from what, you know, if, you, if you're going around trying other barbecue spots, it's completely different from that. I mean, there's no, there's no glitz and glam there, but, man, that pork steak was, was sensational. And, I mean, just eating it on the hood of the car, I think, only added to the experience. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. and we came really prepared. We brought a, a, a disposable cutting board, knife, gloves. Uh, paper plates which we didn't even eat eat and if if you're not on level ground you can get some hood flavor (laughs) onto the meat (laughs) which we might have done the time five second rule came into that uh, rhino lining glaze yes yes cj what did you think of the chicken did you eat the chicken yeah first off did you eat (laughs) the chicken awesome Uh, the just walking in it was a when i saw the lady pull out the checkbook i knew it was going to be something special um pork steak was amazing and just the entire atmosphere. Uh, I feel like the past five years of my life of barbecue and craft barbecue has been a lie, having that barbecue. So it was definitely an eye-opener. Um, I tried to find them on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> and there's no handle, but uh, it was amazing. Probably one of the best bites I've had in a long time. Yeah, and that's, that's one of the things we love about Kalakni as well. Is like I said, you, know, you saw the, the lady pull out the checkbook. And, you know, and that's, uh, it's, it's such a small-town feel, small-town place. We're probably one of the very few people that eight there today that don't live within three miles of that restaurant i'm gonna say it here mr irving is my idol i want to be him when i grow up um to cj's point i don't care if i ever made barbecue again i want to make direct barbecue like theirs it was the best thing i mean we have to literally drag pitmasters across texas to take them to experience this stuff (laughs) but but they're believers now they're believers yeah like if i never ate brisket again and ate direct pit ribs chicken 
and pork steak for the rest of my life and sold that, I would be a happy person. You could and the make sausage, slop, sloppy wands on there too. Oh yeah, sloppy wands. But that sausage was actually really, really amazing. And uh, the husband and wife there, Mr. Irving, and I'm so sorry, I don't know. Carolyn. 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 Yeah. They are probably the best characters in barbecue. <laughs> um, I cannot believe it took me this long to go down there. I hope people do go down there. They told me to tell people, come come down and see us. But you definitely have to pre-order. And, uh, God, I just, I just hope one day that we can be like them. It was absolutely amazing, and they were actually really happy. It was cool. And they're open on Saturdays and Sundays, so it gives an extra day for some of you folks that uh, can't get out there on Saturdays. Yeah, and as Joe said, pre-ordering is a great option. You do have to call them on the phone. Phones work for things like calling. Um, so you do have to call them on the phone and place your pre-order. Uh, that's the easiest way to guarantee that you're going to get all the things you want to get. Um, we got ribs, chicken, pork steak, um, and house-made sausage there. Uh, Terry, what were your thoughts on the chicken from there? Hi, it was great. Nice, uh, you know, direct heat, crispy skin, smoke, just the right amount of smoke flavor, you know. I mean, it's that... And the thing he was most proud of, he said, yeah, you know, I don't cook barbecue in those uh, offsets. I cook direct. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> Everything at Kalakni is on a direct heat pit. And he told us that he started his cook at 630 in the morning. So that means it was a at maximum four and a half hour cook before they opened. So he gets everything cooked within that four and a half hour window on direct heat and the flavor of those coals. And that's literally seasoning, whatever season. There's probably barely any seasoning on the stuff, but literally seasoning and throw on. And cook in four hours. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's that's that's how it used to be done. Yeah, and that's how it's done right. I mean, you know, the, the, it's it's funny because you mentioned pageants. I mean, there is a lot of pomp and pageantry to barbecue these days, and and people that are dancing and dressing up and doing videos, videos and and, and all of that. And <laughs> when you break it down to something as elemental and simple as Kalakni, I I, I think you you get that pure pureness of barbecue, right? Yeah, I mean, Brian and I have been telling anyone who, who will listen for years to, to get down there because, like, like I said, and, I'm, and we're not saying, like, this is the best barbecue in Texas or this is this no, is it's, that. No, uh, I, I would put it in my top three of all time yeah. I've ever eaten. It, it's, it's just one of those experiences that they're, it's, it's an endangered species in barbecue. You know, and Terry made a very good point today. You know, he was saying that right now it's, it's harder to get barbecue like we ate today than it is to get great craft barbecue. Like, the, the ratio of craft barbecue to old school is so skewed to the modern style right now that when you do get these bites that you get like a direct heat rib or really well-made pork steak it stands out it stands out a lot so yes guys we, we've banged that drum for a long time there have been a few people like i know uh patrick hernandez joey garcia went down to calacni fairly recently you have, have been a few people that we know in the barbecue world that have gotten down there and again we always say it kudos to daniel uh daniel vaughn's article back probably i don't know six years ago now is what really turned you know turned us on to to Kalakni and got us down there for the first time and we've been fans ever yeah, since as close as they are to the city center we never would have seen it because it's like right. three blocks off the, the the center right exactly so next up after we left Kalakni well we stopped at the pecan grove shrine of the blessed virgin mary brian tell the listeners what that is it is a shrine of the blessed virgin mary in pecan grove and and why why does this exist there? So there the the story is um, an individual got stuck in the mud in his tractor, went home, prayed to the Virgin Mary, and the tractor became unstuck. And what's interesting, as simple as that is, uh, it's interesting to me because it's it's folk artish, but it's elaborate at the same time. 
And it's just it's just interesting to me that people go to that level of effort. And it's been there for a while. It's not yeah. this didn't happen like five years ago. This is somebody that that built this monument and has kept it up to date all of these years. Yeah, so so we we always have to stop there when we're in Howitzville. Yeah, and it's uh, upkept so you can tell everybody takes care of it and uh it, it's yeah. Sometimes you need a good blessing. And it was good to have a blessing on this uh, road trip. Next up, after you know, we were saints, we became sinners, and we went to uh, Spetzel Brewery, Shinerbach. If uh, you're not familiar with Shinerbach, I can't imagine you'd be listening to the show, but yeah, the oldest brewery in Texas, been around for over 100 years. Um, and Brian and I, and Terry as well, has been on these trips with us. We love to kind of break up the day with something non-barbecue a little bit, because, I mean, you know, you get to all these stops, and you, you start to get that meat fatigue and so yeah it's it's cool to break it up i mean obviously we're drinking beer so it's not like we're breaking up with something light and crisp but but we like stopping in at shiner and just seeing the old brewery and getting a couple of beers and i think uh i think it was a pretty good day to do that the weather cooperated the weather was was beautiful and and one thing that's interesting it's that every drop of shiner is brewed in that building um so you know there's a lot of a lot of breweries that have co-brewers whatever that's called that they do it across the country and everything else. So everything comes from there. Um, we'll talk about real quick. Like, did you enjoy any of the particular libations from there? Yeah, I had the uh, like a watermelon beer. It was like, I think fresca or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think they called it an agua fresca, oh, which, is, right. which was, was kind of confusing. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought because I was like, is it seltzer? Like, no, it's a beer. <laughs> it was actually really, really good. And then of course, OG Ruby Red. You can't go wrong with that. Same thing. Only downside is that when the guy wasn't looking, we should have not put the token in there and came back for a third beer. <laughs> but like you said, I mean, you can't go to the Virgin Mary place and then just yeah, you can't sit after that. So you know. After that, our next stop. Well, Joe and CJ had another stop in between the rest of our stops. You guys made a stop in Gonzales. Tell us a little bit about that stop for you guys. Yeah. So my grandfather's actually from Gonzales, Texas, and uh, he passed away late last year. Or so. Um, told joe i was like hey if you don't mind stopping in there i remember going over there a lot as a kid and stuff like that um and it's just it's one of those old school <clears throat> old school barbecue joints where i mean the guy that owns is still there cutting the meat cooking the meat and it's just it i kind of sat there with joe and it was kind of like a uh it was kind of like an eye-opening moment like man this is this guy's like so happy he doesn't care about anything about social media he doesn't care anything about you know how many people are lying he was just he was busy as can be you know and it's just like it was kind of a breath of fresh air in a sense, you know, like we talked about it after we walked out of there. I'm like, man, this is, it was like, it's hit the refresh button. Like it's just, there's, there's more to it than just like the social media aspect and like how many likes you can get. It's just like, it was, it was joyful. Yeah. CJ hit on it. It's a reset uh, for me. Like it's back to what barbecue is supposed to be serving the community, uh, making good food. It was, I don't know. I think it was like two thirty. Actually, no, we left three. It was probably like three fifteen in the afternoon. There's still 20 people in there. He knew everybody's name. People were ordering literally like 20 links at a time. Um, and it was like the coolest thing ever. There's old school all beef links that they make in there. And it's, it's cool to see like a lot of these old places to see all the different things they have on the wall of like the d- different news clippings. And it's just like it's it's a chronological history of that place. You know, so, yeah, we've it's been been a while since Brian and I have stopped in there. But, yeah, we've we've been in there before. It's it's a cool experience. I love all these old meat markets are just there's so much fun to go into and just see, like you said, what, what barbecue has been about for so, so long until the very recent, you know, very recent past. Um, from there, we all met up again over at City Market in Luling. Um, Terry, I know that's one of your favorites. Tell us a little bit about your, because uh, I know even, even when we don't meet you there, if we go there, we try to bring you a link. So, 
Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I enjoy all the creativity in the sausage world these days, but you know, there's nothing like that old traditional, you know, traditional link that they serve there. The it's, shirt ruiner. Yeah, the the juicy link. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, it's gonna get your hands messy, but it tastes so good, you know. Yeah, the uh, the, the luling sauce is another one that uh, that I think we're all kind of fans of and i think joe has probably stolen the recipe now so i'm gonna try to brian can you give me uh, what you think it is I, I got i got a bottle of something i want you to try after this <laughs> wink wink jay where are your thoughts on, on city market and luling yeah i mean so this was my my second time to city market and luling and you know the sausage on the first time was something that i definitely wanted to get back and try and you know it's it still lives up to that that memory of that first bite it's like you said, it's it's going to get your hands a little bit dirty. Uh, it may also get the person next to you uh, <laughs> with a little bit of uh, sausage juice, I guess, is the way to put it. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it's, it's, worth, it's worthy of uh, Pornhub, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I didn't say it, but yeah. Okay, you took I, the bandit off, so we're going live after that. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it's a special sausage, and uh, I guess that only fits into the Pornhub thing too. There so. you go. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, fits, fits into it. It was it was it was a, it part of Dane's sausage program but you know it could be <laughs> yeah again replicating that and, and getting the moisture right it, it, it's almost impossible to get to hold that much moisture in a sausage like that without the rest of the sausage just deconstructing itself yeah. that's that's what's impressive like how they how they can do that because it's amazing I mean, you can just you can see it before you break it open you can see the pockets of of grease and and it's okay because that's a good thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's again that's what sausage was in central texas for the longest time you know and we do we do enjoy the the more craft style too what what time do we get there i was about 3 three thirty. yeah 3 30 and there's probably 125 people in there eating yeah. barbecue yep and they'd been open since 10 o'clock can can we somebody look at their instagram see how many people they have on there <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean and that's one of the things like like we talked about only one of the places we went to today was on the current top 50 list only one of the places we went to today has any real social media whatsoever. You know, these are places that existed long before any of that stuff meant anything to anybody. And they've been chugging along ever since. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, Kreitz does have a social media, but it's not to the level of, you know, you're not seeing them post stories and do this, do that, and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, it's it was a nice getaway from, from some of the modern stuff. Not, again, we're not saying any bad things about modern stuff. We have a modern cooker on this show as we speak. But uh, but it was a fun departure from it. Air quote the cooker part too. <laughs> well, someone cooked at Zavala's today, but wouldn't joke. <laughs> it's a sign of a good team. That's right. That's right. So so from uh, from Luling, we uh, made our way up to Lockhart. Yep. They, Someone's they very excited. It, yeah. We're here. Yes, very, that's very right. proud of Lockhart. Um, yeah, made our way up to Lockhart, and uh, let's uh, let's pause for a moment because we got some news on Lockhart, don't we, Brian? Absolutely. There's some really exciting things coming to Lockhart, courtesy of Texas Monthly Barbecue. Yep, the uh, Texas Monthly Barbecue Festival is going to be the first weekend in November in Lockhart, Texas. They've got a lot of really fun things planned, so make sure you're following along. Make sure you're a member of the TMBBQ Club to get all the latest news, to get early festival tickets. Speaking of the TMBBQ Club, we have the Texas Monthly Barbecue Club Member of the Month here with us today, Jay Arnold. Yeah, uh, so lucky enough to be in the April edition. Got my picture in there. It's the most proud I've ever been. Not my football career, not graduating from A&M, none of that. <laughs> Being the Texas Monthly Barbecue Club Member of the Month. 
There we go. Hey, because you're the month member of the month, I would love for you to come on and get a one-on-one classes of all his barbecue because of that. The, the Texas Melted Barbecue Club is your one-stop shop for all things insider barbecue. In-depth articles, in-depth videos from pitmasters, early access to festival tickets. Like I said, Lockhart, Texas is the capital of Texas barbecue. And it's going to be a multi-day up. event. Yes. And so you really do want to be able to get the inside track because... There could be some really, really cool stuff happening that weekend. Yeah, we're really excited to see who all is going to be at the Texas Monthly Barbecue Festival. We hope Zavala's is going to be at the Texas Monthly Barbecue Festival this year, too. Can I put a good word in for us? <laughs> we're trying. We're trying. But, yes, definitely click the link in our show notes to get a 25% off discount on your first-year membership. Get that big goodie pack mailed to you. Yep, the Barbecue Freak hat, the apron, the sticker, the bandana, and, again, A lot of cool perks coming up. A lot of things are going to be announcing. Make sure if you are a member of the Texas Monthly Barbecue Club that you are part of their Facebook group um, so that you can be in the know for all the latest goings on. And they do giveaways through the Facebook group as well. Outstanding. Let's get back to uh, speaking of Lockhart. So our first stop in Lockhart was the Mighty Kreitz, the big cavernous building uh, built in 1999 after uh, the Schmitz and the Kreitz uh, split up. And uh, that building, gentlemen, what did you guys think? Because I know this was first first visits for some. Again, to what CJ was talking about, like, think what time do we get there? Gosh, uh, probably close to four. Yeah. Four o'clock. And I think we got in there, walked in, ordered our food, sat down, and then we looked back. There was about 60 people in line. Yeah, yeah the line was almost to the door by the time we left there. Again, to CJ's point, everything we thought about barbecue, throw it out the door. Like, these people, it's 4 o'clock and they have 60 people in line. We're doing something wrong. <laughs> I didn't see a single TikTok from them today either. <laughs> not not a single one. Or Instagram reel. We're doing it wrong. <laughs> I think we just need to go back to cooking old school barbecue. And speaking of, we had sausage and ribs. What were your takes on the sausage? Yeah, uh, so again, it's it's that sausage that's kind of loaded up with uh, with juice. Right? It's It's... I mean, I, I personally prefer City Market and Little Links, but it, it's still, it's such a different bite from the craft sausage, which I, I love the craft sausages too, don't get me wrong. Uh, and then, I mean, Christ kind of has a special place in my heart just because it was one of the first barbecue spots that I got into to really show me what barbecue was. Uh, back in my college days, whenever they opened the uh, the branch in college, or in Bryan, which is no longer there, but... Being able to, to kind of come to this spot in Lockhart, which to me personally is still the barbecue capital of Texas, uh, it was a great experience. Such a big building, such a big parking lot. Um, the size of it, pretty massive, but uh, always fun to go. We got lucky, line was short when we came in. It was long when we came out. Next up was Smitty's. Smitty's, our last stop of the day. We went. We kind of wanted to end on Smitty's because it's still, you know, one of our favorite places to go into. Just so much history in that building. It, you know, what, what's gone on in that building since 1901. The, the massive amount of meats have been smoked on those old brick pits. And, and it's just, it's such a time warp going back in there. But, yeah, we really wanted to, to get CJ and Joe their first visit into there, you know, so they could get that first Smitty's experience. And... My understanding is, you know, Joe and Brian just kind of disappeared after we got our food. and Well, it's been sausage uh, all day. Uh, yeah, kind of lonely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to the back room. Yeah. Yeah, so, so tell us a little bit about the, the adventure you guys had when you left us to, to eat our brisket and so I So I took, I took Joe's hand, and we walked into the dark hallway together. And I showed, him the, I, tr- I showed him the tables where the, the knives were chained down. 
and we walked back in towards some of the back pits and we were just kind of gazing around and I think I think Joe had the wonder in his eyes kind of like an anime character or something and <laughs> and a gentleman named Jerry who's been there for 21 years just kind of started talking to us and showing us around. Yeah, what time did we get there? <laughs> Why is this so important? <laughs> what is your deal with time? Yeah. yeah, he's just obsessed with the lack of customers he has at 4:30 <laughs> versus Lockhart's. No, I'm not. Sorry. I'm, I'm it, being it, dead serious. It, it, it was between 4:30 and 5. Okay, I think. let's yeah. let's yeah, say yeah, let's say yeah. 4:30. It's 4:30. There's about 75 people uh, to 100 people in the in the place eating, and we're talking to Jerry. Jerry just got done trimming 100 briskets to put on for the next day, and he was smoking 50 racks for the rest of the day. And what's about to get on making, is it the 55-gallon bucket? Like, yeah, those 55-gallon drums. Drums. He like had one. Eight of them, I think, is what he's going to go to. Yep, yeah. yeah. He had two filled up and had to do six more for tomorrow. And again, do they have a social media? Yeah. They might, actually, yeah. Like, yeah it's ZavalasBarbecue.com. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is absolutely ridiculous. Like, literally, it's Saturday at 4.35 o'clock. Their social media is 120 years of being in business. Like, right. that, that is their social media. They're, they're too busy serving customers to post on social media. <laughs> I'm, again. Shots fired. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm done. I'm done making barbecue. I'm going old school barbecue. <laughs> But it was it was awesome. We saw the smokers. We saw the sausage. We saw their sausage program, um, and we got to see the tables with the twine where they're making the C rings. I I kind of wanted to hang out and have him show us how to do C rings, but um, you know Michael Hernandez showed us, and we had to get going eventually because figured you guys might wonder where we were. Um, but it was really cool because we saw we saw the raw meats that were getting ready to be made for sausage. We saw those trimmed briskets, the volume of what they do, and he kind of walked us around and showed us where the original sausage pit was, which is actually in the parking lot, um, as, they, as they had built and expanded and contracted and moved buildings. So it was just, it was just super cool um, to see. But then we wandered back into the, the dining area with the rescue clowns. Yeah, I mean, and again, we greatly recommend, if, you, if you're going to be in town for the Texas Monthly Barbecue Festival this November, check out these places. Go to, go to the Lockhart places. Go to Black's, go to Kreitz, go to Smitty's, go to City Market down in Luling. Check out these old school places if you've never been or if you haven't been in years. Like, I think it was, it was Cole Parkman that said this on our show a few months ago. The more and more I cook craft barbecue and the more I live here, uh, I find myself eating in Lockhart. And I find myself eating in Giddings and stopping in small towns. And the more I think about it, the more I agree with him. See, he's a smart dude. He, he is. gets it. He is. Like, he's a smart dude. He's wise. And is he only like 19, right? He's like seven. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a baby. He's, <laughs> he's a, wise beyond his years. And I really I really do agree with that statement. Yeah, I mean, the more modern barbecue that we eat. And, and again, I was just at a martyring barbecue place like two days ago. And I love it. But it's so nice to go back to these old school places. I mean, it's there's nothing like them. We don't want to see them ever try to become modern barbecue places. We, we want them to to use the table salt that they use in Lockhart. We want them to cook the brisket in six hours like they do in Lockhart. And we will say, because Smitty's gets a lot of flack for their brisket not being up to modern standards, and I understand it, um, but we got Smitty's brisket late in the day today, and it was actually pretty darn good. Um, I think part of that is getting it later in the day, and it had time to rest a little bit, as opposed to getting there at 8, 9 o'clock in the morning, and it probably just got finished cooking. But, uh, but... These old school places, there are less and less of them around, and especially these places where the ownership might be older people and the, the kids might not want to take it over, might have other aspirations. You just never know how long these places are going to be around. Taylor Cafe 
and Taylor is one of ours that we talk about a lot. Uh, Vince Mayer is World War II veteran in his 90s, owned it uh, since the 40s, and he passed away a couple years ago, and, and the place closed. You know, and it's one of those, you know, we have great memories of going there, but, you know, if you didn't get a chance to go there, it's one of those that's lost time forever. So if you get a chance to go to these places, please do it. Let's go around the table and give final thoughts on the day. We'll start with uh, Mr. Terry Osborne. Um, Speak I mean, your truth, Terry. It's just nice, you know, with everything new to pay homage to what Texas Barbecue started as. I mean, it's nice to go back to that old, simple tradition. Jay. Yeah, so one of the things I always talk about from my playing days at A&M was I hated playing at Jerry World because it felt like a soulless cavern. But there are places in college football that are just magical. There's just character. Playing like Death Valley or Kyle Field where these stadiums, they're not maybe super modern on the outside, which has changed a little bit. But there's something that just feels special about them. And going to places like Kalakne and Hollinsville, uh, Kreitz, Smitty's, Snows, they all feel special. They're, there's just so much character there. And, uh, I mean, it was just a great time ha- hanging along with you guys. And I appreciate you inviting me on this trip. CJ. Same thing. <clears throat> when I woke up at 545 this morning, I told my wife I was leaving. And I told her I was going to eat sausage with, like, six grown men. She thought I was lying and cheating on her. Um but I mean, literally, it was an amazing day. It was like I told Joe in the car; like it was a reset button that I think personally I needed. And from the barbecue aspect, it was 100% a reset. And social media—it's been a lie. It's been a complete lie. Like I don't—I don't know what else to say other than we're gonna go home and do some TikToks. But <laughs> <laughs> is it now gonna be pork steak in Maine? Are you changing the street again? That's it. So we could take over the other lane and call it pork steak in uh, Maine. But uh, seriously, like this, like I gotta make sure that we get this direct pit. We got the we got the fire table. We have the coal bed. Like I want this direct pit now. Like I know we hired Rich to do whole hog, but like I want to do pork steaks. I want to do direct ribs. I want to do chicken. Like I don't think there's anybody really honing into it. And I told CJ we want to be uh, direct pit kings, right? Direct pit masters. Direct pit masters. CJ was like, can I be a direct pit master? You better trademark yeah. that before this airs. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was really the the reset that we needed. Like, we we forgot why we did barbecue, right? Like, the people that are doing barbecue is to truly feed the community and feed people and have conversations with people. And for everybody, like, in these small communities, like, individuals were talking to each other. When we were at Kalaki, like, that guy was so happy to talk about the Guadalupe place. Right. He spent 10 minutes talking about it. And it's just, like, one of those things. Like, barbecue really brings people together. And it, and if you're really honing into it and doing what it's supposed to be, good food, it's going to work out. And one, one thing that was also refreshing to me, I mean, obviously it snows. People were taking pictures of Tootsie. But we didn't see cameras out hardly anywhere. I mean, we were the guys with the cameras more than anything. 100%. I did feel a little bit guilty getting my camera out even to take pictures just because it, uh, it felt like uh, like I was in a holy place, just kind of snapping photos of everyone. If it's not on the gram, it didn't happen. Remember that. <laughs> no, I, I agree with everything around the table here. It's Yeah, it's been – it's one of our favorite trips. We always love going around and eating this classic stuff, and it's uh, it doesn't need to change. It's been this way for a very, very long time. 
the modern place should, should still keep doing what they're doing. Well, most of it. Some of it's really stupid, but most of it, they should keep doing. <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, God bless old school barbecue. Thank y'all so much for letting us tag along. Like this was, this was something I always said I was going to do, and I'm glad y'all let us be a part of it. It was awesome. We we appreciate it. And by the way, there's more of these places out there. So we can we can do another run and not hit any of these places. Yeah, if you listen to episode sixty eight of Tales from the Pits, classic barbecue joints. <laughs> no brisket, right? I just don't. Yeah, I don't we want can, brisket we, can we, we can go to old day and not have brisket. Now, yeah. here's here's the one for everybody. We had sausage, I think, at every stop. Yep. Right. So we'll go down the list. What was your best sausage of the trip? And we'll we'll start with Terry. Uh, City Market and Lowland. Yep. Jay. Yeah, I'm also going to go City Market and Luling. CJ. Bias, but I got to say Gonzalez. Kalakni. It's tough, man. I, I think I, I still like Smitty's, even though it's got a unique flavor to everybody else. But it, it's just kind of, I like I like what they do. Most most days I would say Luling because it is one of my favorite sausages. But I thought the Kalakni sausage was excellent today. Really enjoyed it. I mean, it was it was just a really fun day eating barbecue. And again, barbecue. Yeah, there was no bad sausage at any. No, no. And they were all just plain sausage. We had no, we had no, we didn't have cheese in any of our sausages, let alone anything funky. And you know, Snow's jalapeno was actually really good today too. Yes, yes. Like I said, every every place had good sausage. So it's just, and this is a, a great topic of how subjective barbecue is i think everybody had a different place yeah well we had two two lulings i think right yeah yeah. but again yeah that's that's what barbecue is it's about eating what you like finding those places that that do those special little things whether it's a pork steak you really like or a half chicken or or whatever it is it doesn't matter if it's on a list or if it's not on a list do we talk about do we talk about that chicken at collecting we can talk about some more if you want (laughs) i just i just forgot about terry 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 or jay brought it up but yes yes yeah, I think I think Terry brought it up, yeah. but uh, I I got a drum off of the chicken, so I felt I felt a little bit uh, a little bit greedy there. It was delicious. The the skin was so crispy. Yeah, thank you, Irvin Galakney, who will never ever hear this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad you'd never hear this because yeah. that's that's what makes him who he, he is. He would be so happy. <laughs> he was today for sure. Sweet All relief. right, folks. Well, let's wrap this one up. Um, this is great fun. You know, we like doing this. Uh, we'll do it again. You know, we'll do this road trip. I may buy some CB radios for next time. Um, I think that would make it a little bit more fun and obnoxious. Um, but uh, other than that, you know, we'll catch you guys on the road. Make yeah. sure you sign up for Texas Monthly Barbecue. Yeah, let's uh, let's go. Social medias and all the fun things everyone does. Joe Zavallo, how do people get a hold of you? So I like to sell out. So if anybody wants any partnerships, you can find us at www.zavalasbarbecue.com and our new website drops today. Hey, Jay, how can people get a hold of you, follow you on social media? Yeah, so uh, my my Twitter is uh, really obnoxious. It's J, and that's just the letter J, not my full name. Arnold, T-A-M-U-85 on Twitter. He's got uh, a blue check, so he's like fancy. As yeah, hell. I uh, I got drunk and applied for a blue check one night. And <laughs> Bro, I, I think I lied and told them that I had like a couple accounts impersonating me. So if you're looking to get a blue check, just <laughs> do that, uh, or just impersonate Jay Arnold. Yeah, it works perfect. <laughs> but uh, I've also started doing a uh, little newsletter called Barbecue Bets and Beats. Uh, you can find that at jarnold.substack.com, uh, and I talk about uh, my barbecue trips. Uh, my sports betting knowledge and then uh, give you a song for the weekend so that you can get your day drinking on 
if you decide that uh, you want to follow me on that. But, uh, again, guys, thanks for having me on this trip. Terry, do you even want anyone following you on social media? You hate social media. Uh, I don't care. Texas Joker, 1313. I have no blue check mark or anything like that. <laughs> Neither do we. Yeah. So, so yeah, follow follow everybody along. Obviously, you know how to follow us. Tales from the Pits on Instagram, BBQ Podcast on Twitter. The BBQPodcast.com is the website where you can go and find information about 100 different barbecue places that we love around Texas, what to order there, um, and, and our experiences there, and episode links to anyone that we've had on the show. So check that out. Thank you again to Texas Monthly Barbecue Club for sponsoring this episode. Get your Texas Monthly Barbecue Club membership through the link in our show notes for a 25% discount on your first year.